So, zero element of surprise. Walking right into a trap. Which is set by a full power archangel. <laughs> Impossible odds. Feels like home. where we talk about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural and we're laughing through the intro because you should listen to the outtakes, everybody. That's what happens at the end of the outtakes. We make each other laugh and then we say, let's talk about Supernatural and we continue laughing throughout. Uh, Right up top, thank you to all of the patrons, new and old, over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We really, really appreciate you guys uh, throwing some cash down for us every month. It's a huge thing. It's a big deal and we appreciate each and every one of you uh chris what's up how are you my man i'm doing all right how are you i'm doing pretty good life is all right does it sound like i'm yelling it does it, does. it sounds all like right. you've got you've got an energy today i that... am okay I am yelling. you are yelling is it is everything okay do you need to is... yeah everything's great Every... yeah everything's great how are you i'm i'm well i'm doing okay i uh am interested to, to talk in this episode of supernatural <laughs> Yeah. Um, this wow, this we are in a weird fucking energy right now. <laughs> what is this? I'm I'm so sweaty. Hi, hi, everyone. It's Chris from Monster of the Week. I'd like to let you know that it's very warm out again. So you know what that means. I'm going to complain about it. Um, no, this episode was pretty good. Um, a lot going on. A lot of action. Yeah, we're, we're we seem to be on a roll. Um, yeah. I I think that uh, I am. What's the best way to put this? This this feels like Endgame. This feels like end of the season type stuff. Uh, So it's surprising that we were seeing this in episode nine. And it makes me think, and again, this is just Jeremy predicting Supernatural, which has never worked out very well on this podcast. I've been wrong most, most, most times. We're always wrong. (laughs) Uh, But it makes me think we're going to be kind of wrapping up the Michael issue pretty quick uh, and like dealing with something else because Mm -hmm. uh, they just introduced the empty. We're having this big showdown with Michael and I like, are we just going to wrap that up in the mid season and kind of just move on? Like, is this maybe them having decided like, Hey, we don't want to, we're going to shut down the show in season 15. It's time to move on with some of those plots and get rid of this Michael stuff that's left over from season 13 or, or, or what, but like this definitely seems a lot bigger than an episode nine. Yeah. Um, it, it's, and I, this must be the mid season 
finale. I don't know because this episode, this season is only twenty episodes, so we're a little off. You would think episode ten would be halfway through, but if they take a Christmas break or whatever, and this is like a Christmas themed episode, um, then maybe maybe it was. Maybe this was the cliffhanger they wanted to leave it with. But I can't imagine that they're gonna do the um, Dean as Michael thing for for more than an episode or two again, right? Because they do it at the beginning of the season, and then they they want to set things right again, so they bring him back. Because if they keep Dean as Michael, then that means we're not getting any, you know, uh, random hunts or anything like that. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to have to stay serious for the rest of the uh, season. So that makes me think, just like you, they're going to deal with Michael. Yeah. I think, I think in this next episode, not the one we're covering today, but in the next episode, that'll be when. I, I honestly expect that to be, like, done with Michael at that point. Like, I think we're going to be mm-hmm. pretty much over with it. So I'm, I'm ex- interested to see how that works. Uh, in the meantime... Yeah. For the folks at home, Chris, can you remind them? I remember. Mm. I'm a clue master, but can you remind them what, what's been happening uh, in the world of, of Supernatural? No problem. Um, last time was Supernatural. After contracting COVID-19, Jack sadly passed away and went to heaven. Desperate to save their son, Dean, Sam, and Cass worked together to perform a spell that could bring, back Jack, could bring Jack back to life at the cost of a tiny piece of his soul. Uh, though the spell is successful... A new threat now looms. While in heaven, Castiel encountered the Empty, a dangerous being that very much wants him dead. Meanwhile, Nick is trying to summon Lucifer like a teenager at a slumber party. Michael has laid monster traps for hunters, and the boys need to track down Dark Kaya again to get her spear. I can't believe you didn't say Darth Kaya. That's how I have her in my notes every single time I reference her. I know. Is Darth they, Kaya. They got me, because they call her Dark Kaya, which they is... Do. Mm-hmm. Um, not as funny as Darth Kai. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's a lot they funnier. They should have just doubled down and called her that. <laughs> I think it would be way funnier. Like, I think it would be better that yeah. way. Um, but we, we are make co- so many pop culture references. So, like, of course, like, Sam and Dean would just call her that. <laughs> 100%. Um, we're covering season 14, episode 9, The Spear. This was written by Robert Barons and directed by uh, Eamon Catarali. This aired on December 13th, 2018. And, Chris, you were correct. The next episode is, like, January 17th. So... Mm. This is the meat season cliffhanger. Uh, the best laid plans. Sam and Dean enlist the help of their pal Garth to gain inside information on what Michael may be planning. The brothers split up to each go after weapons that can aid in their fight against the Archangel. But this may be a fight our heroes cannot win. Uh, uh. That's all correct, surprisingly. Um, the intro for this, the, the previously on or the uh, road so far, has a weird voiceover that I don't... If and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, which I I know I know y'all will, but like I don't remember ever hearing him say the monsters are scared of us line in the show. Do you? That was that felt like a new one. Okay, that definitely felt like a new one. That, so it's not just me then, because I definitely was watching that. And I'm like, well, this is awesome. Number one, and like number two, where is this dialogue from? And I and before, I'm sure he said it to some rando yeah, somewhere, yeah. and we just didn't pay attention to it. It's probably in that episode where they kill a bunch of, or they don't. Or they escape from prison and catch kills a bunch of U.S. soldiers. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're trapped in here with me, uh, just like that guy from Watchmen, which is a good yeah, movie. Dean definitely. I don't actually like Roshark. Yeah, Rorsch- I think yeah, he's the yeah. anti-hero, but he's not the good guy, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we- All right, so we start off in, in Kansas City, Missouri, yep. and it's Christmas. It's Christmas Now, Jeremy, time. I hate Christmas music. I truly, truly hate Christmas music. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Can't stand the music. So, you know, we were, we were on shaky ground here. All right. So, but just to, I mean, like Last Christmas, George Michael? Last Christmas. Okay. There's a few that I like, and Last yeah. Christmas is, okay. is, 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 takes the top spot. Uh, there's so many people who will be like, I hate that song. The worst Christmas song is Last Christmas. No, you're wrong. Wrong. 
to and prove you have, wrong. You have bad taste. You have bad taste. Go listen to fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All of those you, are bad. You child, yeah. okay? All of those are bad. Or anything by the boss. <laughs> anything by... Uh, uh-huh. any, I don't remember that dude's role. Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Anytime he sings a Christmas get anything, get the fucking radio. Get Turn it off. Burn the Christmas tree. Get it. Get the out of here. The other one that everybody hates, the other one that everybody hates is the Mariah Carey one. I actually kind of fuck I, with I that fuck with that bit. song. I think that's a good song. Like, it's she's she's got a great voice and she's like fun with it she's got she's real energetic and now i think the problem is with both of those tracks anytime you've heard them more than twice in a 24-hour period you're like a little bit done it's, with it yeah you kind of want to pull your hair out a little bit yeah um sadly it's neither of those songs in the cold open it's just some bullshit that i already forgot about um and we see we see a, a monster i think this is a werewolf um at like an office christmas party killing everybody Yes. Um, and then this monster, once everybody's taken care of, this monster reports to a woman um, who we soon realize is actually Michael in a new vessel. Um, and this werewolf's whole thing was saying, oh, I didn't feed on any of them. I just killed them. I'm saving up for tomorrow. So we know something big is about to pop off in the world of Supernatural. Um, and then shortly after, another uh, a lieutenant, if you will, comes mm-hmm. in with some new werewolf volunteers who want to help with the new uh, or with this, this plan of Michael's. And one of those werewolves happens to be Garth. Yep. Um, Garth, uh, this, I mean, this is Michael, and Michael has most of Dean's memory, so he's like, I, I know who you are. I used to possess Dean. Yes. And, and Garth is like, I know. Fully recognize you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Like, and, and Garth says, uh, hey, we, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here because like, even though I'm friends with Dean, this is obviously the future and I have to do what I can to protect my, my family. I have a daughter at home, which mm-hmm. I think is the first time we've ever heard of him having a daughter. Like the last time we saw yeah. him, I'm pretty sure he was just like struggling to marry into the Mormon werewolf family, which is how my memory is of the Mormon werewolf family. I don't know if they were actually That's, Mormons yes, or not, but yes. yeah, um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm insulting sure Mormons and werewolves when I say Mormon werewolf <laughs> family. So sorry. But, um, yeah, he's got a kid. That's, we don't hear her name or no. anything. We just know he's got a daughter. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they just like immediately address this and Michael doesn't pretend to not know or anything yep. like that. Um, yeah. And Garth just says, Hey, Dean's still my friend, but if I got to be on the winning side of what of this war when it goes down, because um, I got to look out for my family, it's almost convincing enough that like I'm like yeah I, I I believe Garth except I don't I don't at all I don't believe for a second that Garth would betray his friend. No, not at all, <laughs> not at all. Um, and it's you know I, I immediately knew this what was up with this 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 felt like it was yeah. definitely a, a plan. Um, we jump over to the bunker where Jack is eating something, uh, eating some cereal. He's eating some cookie crisps, one of my favorite kinds of cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't call him cookie crisp in the show. Obviously, I forget the name, but they have a real dumb name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Castiel comes in, and Jack is immediately concerned that Castiel will tell Sam that he's been eating this yeah, cereal. Don't tell Sam, okay. And I'm like, and he's like, you know, Sam says this stuff will rot my teeth, and I'm like, no, Sam just wants the wants the cereal. Like that's it. Like he's just mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. using the same shit on you that it doesn't work on Dean anymore. He's gaslighting you. He's, he's gaslighting. He's absolutely you. gaslighting you, Jack. And Jack has to call his necromancer girlfriend to talk about gaslighting that night. Um, yeah. But then they, they get a little serious. Uh, Castiel mm-hmm. says, like, hey, you know, because it's the middle of the night. And he's like, I understand you can't sleep. You know, you've been through a lot. You've died and come back to life. Like, it's, which, you know, basically we all have around here. Um, Jack looks around and is like, even the other guys from the apocalypse world? Like, they're, they're not in the bunker anymore. Don't ask questions. We haven't seen they're them in not, weeks. We, they, we made the move out. <laughs> yeah, but nobody knows where they went. We're, we're, we're done like, with that plot I feel line. like Dean, <laughs> Dean came back and he was like, listen, I don't care if they work here, but they are not living here. And Sam's like, dude, we have like 25 empty apartments that Doesn't they can matter. live in. He's like, no, 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 no. You no. think uh, Sam got an email that's just like, Chief, 
your brother's been crop dusting the bunker again. Can you do something about this? <laughs> He's just gassing us out, man. We can't we can't handle it. <laughs> I see that dude eating a corn dog and I just leave. I need to go get an apartment. I'm out of your yeah. cheap. <laughs> Can we rent an office or something? The bunker isn't working. The bunker is not going to work for this. Uh, Jack has been thinking about heaven a lot uh, and his mother uh, and specifically the empty and worried that heaven uh, may not be safe and that Kelly may not be safe. And Castiel is like, hey, yo, heaven's definitely not perfect, but Naomi is running it. Yo. You're right. Heaven's definitely not safe. <laughs> definitely not cool. Uh, you were right to worry. You were extremely right to worry. Naomi, the head woman in charge, is uh, has definitely brainwashed me into trying to kill Dean before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, she's really protective of the souls in heaven. She's not going to let anything happen. Yeah, to he's her. like, listen, listen. Naomi's like, like she's kind of fucked up, right? She's she's pretty complicated. She's fucked up, but. I mean, she'll probably do a good job of protecting Kevin, all right? So no sweat. No sweat, gang. No sweat, gang. Don't, don't worry about it too much. Jack's like, what do you mean she's, quote, kind of fucked up, Castiel? <laughs> I don't understand what that means. I'm going to have to look at... I'm going to have to go to duckduckgo.com and figure out what that means. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack only likes the, the privacy that DuckDuckGo gives him over standard Google search, Chris, mm-hmm. if you were wondering where my joke was going there. He's really concerned sure, about sure, his, sure, his sure, internet sure. privacy. Uh, he's had to learn a lot fast. It's two Internet years. Privacy is one yeah, of those yeah. things. He's yeah. teaching Dean what a VPN is. It's really interesting. Um, and then they start talking about how, okay, Cass is like, yo, don't tell Sam and Dean that I made this deal with the empty. Uh, this is, I probably said this phrase many times before. This is the most Winchester shit that Castiel has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, part of me kind of gets tired when they reuse the same uh, plot lines and stuff over and over again, but. There is a part of me that actually really likes this because so much of what's at the core of Supernatural is really, really unhealthy relationships and doing really drastic, dangerous things to preserve uh, the safety of those you love. Um, so, so Castiel doing a Sam or Dean move here for Jack is, um, is, is sort of very beautiful. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just bad news. It's bad news. And he says that he, it's not that Sam and Dean can't know. It's just that he doesn't want them to know because it's just gonna it's just gonna stress them out. But also, Jack, you don't even have to worry about it because the empty says he's gonna kill me uh, when I'm good and happy, and I will <laughs> never be happy. This is so, so depressing. You don't even have to worry about that. I will never be happy. This is so depressing. Like this is the saddest oh. thing I think that Castiel has said on the show to date. Like the For empty real. will come get me when I'm happy. And, like, that's never going to happen for me. Like, that is so anytime, fucking sad, man. Anytime he starts to feel happy, he just goes on Twitter and looks at the trending hashtags or whatever, and then he, he comes right back down. Just just don't do that. Don't, please don't do that. I, um, I want to go back to the but, keeping the secret real quick, um, mm-hmm. because I like Jack's response when Castiel says, you know, I don't want them to have that burden. Um, and Jack's like, well, I want it. Like, I, you know, I, I, we should do that. Like, you sacrifice yourself for me. Somebody should be, should share this with you, basically, which I think is very, like, Jack is, is, they've made Jack's character into a really pure character, which is interesting considering he spent probably a quarter of his life in a different universe in an angel war, which he had no control over. Yeah. But And then, like, another couple of days chilling with Lucifer. But Yeah. Um, but he's a very pure and very, uh, you know, innocent personality. And I just like this idea of him, like, wanting to share that burden. And then, um, the other thing I wanted to say about this secret is that the thing that I've always hated the most when it comes to secrets and not only supernatural, but in just like any kind of, um, you know, drama, 
dramatic television show uh like this this episodic serial television show is when uh, two characters have a uh, one character has a secret from the other one and the mm-hmm. second character like says something to the secret carrying character to make him feel bad about having a secret without realizing it and yeah. they definitely yeah. do that later in the episode supernatural is really 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 guilty about it they do it constantly but that's the that's the times where i'm like oh what are you doing mm-hmm. uh, and i'll bring it up when it happens when dean says the thing later i'll bring it up i just was like god damn it really we're gonna have to go through yep. all of this yep. again like i feel like we've done so much of this Yep, they just like making us feel bad. Mm-hmm. That's that's their that's their kink, you know. And we don't kink shame on here, so um, it's true. According to my notes, someone named Gardy now calls, but um, I believe it was Garth who gives Sam a call. Okay, um, I guess this is the next day or something. Uh, Garth calls Sam to inform him of basically everything that's happened so far. Um, he unfortunately is going to have to uh, drink some blood with Michael's grace in it to become a souped up werewolf and garth believes that no sweat i could just not i could just not drink it i'll just keep it in my mouth and i'll spit it back out later like i used to do um, when i would take medicine with my mom no big deal no big deal um, no sweat gang but we learn here that that sam is the one who basically called him in pulled him out of retirement so garth has not been hunting anymore he's just living his life um sam called him in as a favor um to be recruited into this you know werewolf thing um so this is going to weigh on Sam a little bit if things if things go south. <laughs> but just then, Garth gets called in to go take his his you know, archangel medicine or whatever. Yep, and we get a good balls from him when that happens. Uh, yeah, Castiel arrives. I guess we 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 get this brief thing back and forth between Dean and Sam, where Dean is like uh, pointing out how they're they know where Michael is because of a tip from Naomi. They um, have a line on this egg thing. Um, they've got a guy on the inside. They just saved Jack. Like, they're on a roll. Like, they're a step ahead, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Castiel comes in, catches on the line. Uh, they go over to the Skype room in the bunker. I don't know where this is. Yeah. Is this the kitchen? <laughs> it's a <laughs> whole room. Um, it's a whole room for Skype. <laughs> but uh, catches on the phone bragging about how he broke into... Uh, somebody's house to steal an egg. I couldn't remember what the egg was. I even had went so far mm. as to text you, like, what the fuck is this egg? I don't remember. <laughs> Did somebody lay something on the show and I just, like, put it out of my Did memory? someone lay an egg? Yeah. Oh, my God. You never... You... What, was it Jack? Did Jack lay an Did egg? Did Jack lay an egg? Is there a nest? Where's the nest? Okay, bring back the nest. Uh, that's season 15, uh, where they all move into the nest yeah. that Jack made. Yeah, this is a huge egg that Jack's sitting on at all times. Uh, no, for those at home that don't remember, it's the, uh, like, demon, it's the demon or angel possession. It's like ex- hyperbolic angel possession exorcist a bomb. It's the opposite of a Pokemon ball, from what I understand about uh-huh. Pokemon balls. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Except, exactly. yeah. So it basically, it's, it's, it expels... The angel from its vessel. Yes. And they used it on Lucifer back in the day before they put him back in the cage. Um, back when he was president. Yeah, back when he was the president of, of the United, United States. States. <laughs> and, and spent most of his time boning his assistant. And I love Kelly. But, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. We love Kelly. But yeah. Like, it just feels like you could have gotten more done. Get your agenda on first. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, come on. Come on. Ketch says that the person he stole this from immediately saw that he uh, stole it, sent a lot of mercenaries after him, so he had to ditch the ball or ditch the egg. And, of course, everybody's upset. Um, Ketch further explains, but don't worry. It's going to be showing up in Lebanon, Kansas, uh, the day after tomorrow. I shipped it. I just find that... (laughs) 
really funny. <laughs> I shipped it uh, and I paid extra for like Priority Express, which exasperates Dean to no end. Uh, I, I think this is actually maybe the most I've ever liked Catch is this little monologue. Yes, and he's 100%, 100%. And I, I don't ever need him to come back after this. End on, ended on a high Just note. Just this kind of, yeah, ended on a high note. This kind of like smarmy, overconfident, uh, sassy British guy. Who, if you just take away everything else and it was just catching a computer screen popping up every once in a while, uh, and all of his other bullshit baggage was never there, they met him on a hunt once, he was British Men of Letters, blah, 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 whatever, uh, then I would, I would love him. I'd frankly love this version of him because this the whole thing is just funny. It would be way better. Um, but This guy who Skypes in every once in a while who, with just this really tall tale about what he had to do to get that egg in the mail, and they never quite know if he's telling the truth or not, or what his whole deal is. Uh, and it just like packages just ar- randomly arrive <laughs> with things that may or may not be useful to the current case. Just sometimes we'll get some B-roll and it's just a bunch of packages stacked up by the bunker door and Sam and Dean are like, we don't even know. We, we don't, don't, even, we don't understand what this us. is. We don't know what's going on. Um, so uh, they, re- they tell him like, hey, like we've kind of got some serious Michael shit going on. We actually needed this today, not the day after tomorrow. Um, like, well, it's Christmas. I'm sorry. They don't deliver on Christmas. And uh, Ketch just says, sorry, chaps. And we skip back over to uh, the high rise in Missouri, where Garth and the frat boy werewolf um, are waiting to get turned. Yeah. Uh, the frat boy has a whole monologue. Somebody was having a really good time with this guy. Uh, he tells Garth. He's a werebro, he's a, if he's you a will. He's a werebro. Uh, Later on in my notes, I started spelling warehouse. As if it was a werewolf. Oh, I do that all the house. time. Yeah. So like W E R E house. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Something I write here. <laughs> During the day, I walk like a man, but at night, when the full moon rises, I am foundational a like a house. <laughs> oh, imagine the body right, horror so that you can do with a dude just transforming into a house. Like my mouth would be the door. Going inside of him. Oh man, that'd be Ooh. great. Come in, Chris. Ooh. <laughs> so um, this bro is vibing. He's talking about Fortnite or whatever. Garth is pretty nervous. Now we're realizing how recent this is that they're talking about, like, Fortnite. Um, Garth's very nervous. Big deal. Um, the lieutenant, I just am calling them a lieutenant. I don't, I don't know who she is. Uh, she comes in to feed them the Archangel mixture. The bro takes it. His eyes immediately light up, so we know that he just got powered up. Um, Garth uh, drinks it, but he doesn't swallow it. Um, and until Michael comes in, is like, yo, we can tell your eyes didn't glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta drink it. Glug, so glug, chug, chug. Garth is, <laughs> Garth is forced to drink it. Um, but once he drinks it, now he's got some like super hearing, I guess. Um, and if he didn't already have it before, and he overhears Michael saying, um, the something about the location of Kaya and the spear. Um, and it also sounds like. Michael will soon have control over all of the monsters, if you, if not already. Uh, I mean, you, you say this like it's a like it's super hearing, but they're just in the same room, right? They're in the same room. Okay. He's just tuning out the bro. Yeah, it's just that's his superpower is being able to tune out conversation. I would drink Angel Grace to be able to tune out a bro at a bar in a fucking heartbeat. It's like when I yeah, it's like whenever I get together with my family and everybody's talking, and I will realize like two minutes later, like oh, somebody was speaking directly to me, and I compl- I just didn't. The words didn't reach my ears. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I think of it as a talent, but a lot of other people think of it as a, kind of a character flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a talent. When I get, when I get to, I es- especially nowadays, like when I get to a situation where a lot of people are talking at about the same volume, like I have a real hard time like singling one person out. It's, it's re- it can be really frustrating. Like I can't mm-hmm. talk on the phone mm-hmm. and people are talking around me. Like it's, it's a whole thing. It's tough. 
Also, if you're meanwhile, I used to like, I used to talk on the phone in high school to my friends, and then like play a video game and have music on, and I would just I would absorb all of it, no problem. But now it's like I, I sneezed halfway through that conversation, and now I don't even remember what you were talking. I don't I don't even know who you are, how you got into my house. What are you doing here? (laughs) You need to get out. Going back to the outtakes. Going back to the outtakes. This is this is uh, cell phone brain rot. It's doing to exactly right. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so what's Michael up to? Um, so. Uh, Darth Kai, he sends his assistant, uh, or tells his assistant to um, send a bunch of people to kill Darth Kaya, uh, who's in this warehouse and wherever. Um, the bro is chatting around in the background. Meanwhile, Sam is using his elite hacker skills to track the package. I really wish that, like, I, I just wanted to hear Ketch read the, the, the tracking number, right? The yeah. one Z E D. He's like, what's a Z? I don't know what a fucking Z is. Z-E-D? No, just... Like Zeppelin? Is that what you're saying? Uh, like Ze- lead? Okay, so Zeppelin... Wait, is it on a Zeppelin? They don't still use those, do they? <laughs> Imagine Ketch having to... Uh, every time he reads a letter of a tracking number, because Dean's writing it down, he has to say, like, P is in Pink Floyd. <laughs> R is in Rush. L is in Led Zeppelin. Like, he has to do a heavy metal band, or Dean just doesn't understand it. Sam and Cass are sitting there like, what? C is it Carly uh, Rae Jepsen and Dean's, Dean's like yeah wait I mean what what's that I don't understand huh what <laughs> um, um, the package is held up at a holding facility because of the holidays uh, Garth calls yeah. tells Sam about the spear he lies to Sam about drinking the grace uh, and tell them that Michael has a plan of attacking the city at midnight uh, so Michael's going to send out a big signal to all of the um, monsters in the city uh, to attack, and then they're just going to go into overtime on turning all of the people they can find into monsters. It's going to be pretty vicious, Chris. Bummer. Yeah. I was expecting Santa Claus, but what I got was a toothy werewolf. Why were Suck you... it on my neck. Why were you expecting Santa Claus? I'm just... Because it's Christmas. Oh, okay. Christmas. You expected monster Santa Claus? <laughs> no, just regular Santa Claus on Christmas. I, I, as a resident... Speaking as a resident of, of the city and the fictional setting that we're in... So not as a... I was expecting Santa Claus. So not as a clue master. What I got... On a monster... You're not, not on those Monster of the Week clue master. You were... Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Because, I mean, I've been uh, wrong is, uh, about uh, theories before, but I've never thought, I think Santa is coming in this episode and been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, just doing some some light role play as a citizen of Kansas City in this episode. Yeah, okay. Who is uh, expectantly waiting, a 45-year-old man expectantly waiting for Santa Claus to come down that chim-chim-chimney. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's a werewolf, and he, and he rips my throat out. Um, Bummer. No presents. No PS5. No PS5 this year. No PS5. <laughs> Instead, you got Teeth S5. I didn't make a. That wasn't Woo. very good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut that one out. Um. So <laughs> anyway, the boys come up with a plan. Uh, they've got a lead on the spear. So Dean and Castiel are gonna go after that. They know where this uh egg is. So Sam and Jack are gonna go break into uh the facility to try to get this egg. They mention that Bobby has been working on the angel cuffs. Uh, which. I don't, I, they keep bringing up these angel cups that I don't think we've ever seen them work a single time. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, how would you work on them? Just, just never seems to get the job. Yeah. Done. I mean, just give up on the fucking angel cuffs already. Bring back the, mm-hmm. the fucking brat, the magical brass knuckles. Those things are rocked. Those are great. Those things were tight as fuck. Those things dude. were tight as fuck. You hit Michael with some brass knuckles powered up by like Mojo. That shit's popping. That yeah. shit's popping. Yeah. I think just, just sort of like the, 
the mental impact more than anything of realizing he just got fucking knuckled up. It's like, yeah, when when the Hulk like gets hit and he's like, wait a minute, you made me bleed. Or like Superman is another yeah. good example of that. And he's like, oh, well, now I'm really pissed. That kind of situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They also mentioned Rowena can put Michael back in his cage and that never goes anywhere in this episode. Uh, but yeah, it's time to put our plan in motion. Castiel and Dean arrive at the yeah. wet paper factory. That's what I have in my notes. I don't know if you agree. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that's very confused about this situation this this location it just like i could just smell garbage looking at my tv all i smelled was garbage. it's a recycling plant like that's the yeah so i mean like it makes sense that there's just a bunch of wet paper outside i guess but it just still feel, feels really weird uh it's a lot as they arrive castiel remarks like hey, you're look you're really happy nowadays like your tape deck is broken and you didn't even complain about it yeah. once uh and this is where <laughs> dean's like yeah i, I quit twitter <laughs> <laughs> finally i'm off social media <laughs> About social media, I've been reading. You know about that, Castiel? <laughs> I unfriended John Winchester from Facebook, so I don't have to look at his weird gun yeah. stuff anymore. Feeling really good, just all around. Feeling really great. It's fun. Not being on Twitter is just a really good time. Cass is like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um, no, but Dean says, um, hey, you know what? I didn't, I didn't understand what you and Sam both went through when you were possessed by Lucifer. I thought I did. But it wasn't until I was possessed by Michael that I, I really, truly understood. And now I feel like we have a lead on something good. We're about to get the weapon and we're going to kill that motherfucker. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my revenge. Everything's going to be good. I'm, I'm with my boys. We're chilling. The, the Impala has taken very little damage this season as far as I'm aware. Um, and all around things are, are just looking good and Dean's happy. Um, he also... Other than, other than the tape deck. Other than the tape deck. He also mentions, uh, when, when Castiel asked this, he says... You know, we just got Jack back. When is the last time we've had a no-strings-attached win like that? And, of course, you know, the big secret that the audience knows, the dramatic irony, Chris, mm. that the audience knows, and that Castiel Ooh. knows, that Dean doesn't know. Uh, I feel like that, just to kind of go back to my original point, the dramatic irony of this stuff is really what I don't like. Like, I just sometimes it just really doesn't work for me in situations like this, and I'm like, uh... It's like you said, it's like, it's almost as if they're just bringing it up. Yeah. Be- because they don't know I feel like it, you know it's a very it's a wink at the audience exactly right? um, yeah and so I, in the, this show has always been guilty of that through every showrunner from the beginning it's always been guilty of a hundred percent like sam starts having visions and dean's joking around it's like hey well hey at least you're not a psychic right i mean come on then i have to fucking kill you right guy <laughs> and sam would look wistfully at the water or whatever um they've been doing it since the beginning uh meanwhile sam and jack are at the uh ups building essentially uh jack has dis- yeah. dis- disarmed the alarm because they keep those boxes on the outside next to the front door nowadays uh yeah. jack uh has taught himself how to pick locks from the internet and grabs sam's lock picks sam is very uh, amused by this situation and jack looks incredibly proud when it works and opens the door and it's like after you and i'm like jack you were you're just the nicest person ever. You're just the absolute. <laughs> and Sam's like, but did you remember the tracking number? Because <laughs> I didn't write it down. Yeah, it was Pink Floyd, Queen, Rush. <laughs> All right. 248. Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen. Easy. Um, we go back over to Cass and Dean, where they're kind of, they find where Darth Kaya, Darth Kaya has been sleeping. Uh, there's a warm pot of food, but there's no Darth Kaya. Castiel starts to wonder like, hey, like we got this tip. They're, Michael's, like people should have already or monsters should have already been on the way here where mm-hmm. are they where is any sign of a struggle something weird is going on um yeah meanwhile sam and starting to think this might have been a setup might have been something weird something fishy's going on chris something weird something, 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 weird. something weird um 
And then they just cut over to Sam Winchester taking a baseball bat to the dome. <laughs> and, Staying awake. I mean, Which is impressive. he's wobbly, but he does not lose he does consciousness. Does not lose consciousness. I was impressed. This is good. Yeah, seriously. Um, NFL's got nothing on the brain damage of this guy, seriously. Um, which is a serious issue. Very serious issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Jack got kidnapped by some dudes and Sam took a bat to the head. Um, and just when Sam gets back up on his feet, it's too late to chase after Jack. Michael's there. Michael has the egg opened your pack, opened somebody else's package. It's federal crime. Um, Sam tries to attack. He pulls out the angel blade. He's like, you're going to fucking kill me anyway. Who gives a shit? And it tries to attack Michael who just tosses him like a fucking toy uh, and then melts the egg. Uh Oh, uh, destroying this weapon that we thought could help us out. Um, and I guess, I don't know. What was the plan? Just to get Michael out of the vessel, is, you know, is it just a good backup weapon, I guess? Or were they for once thinking, we should try to avoid killing a vessel, right? <laughs> Maybe we should avoid <laughs> killing this innocent human who thought that they were helping out an angel. Um, well, I think the but no, the, the, the idea, like, except that they, this is what I had in my head, because they, they talked about having the angel cuffs and they talked about having Rowena uh, to do the spell again to get him to Michael into the cage, like what they've we've seen him do with uh lucifer so i think there was a situation of like if we can if we can make that happen if we can put him back in the cage then we'll do it because we're not sure if the spear will actually kill him or not so but i mean none of that actually happened so fucking question mark on what their actual plan was besides you know big fat question mark from me just get the stuff is really what they what it comes down to yes yes um sam gets his ass beat again he's just tossed all around Mm -hmm. sorry sammy maybe next time um we cut back to Sam or to Dean and Cass and they're calling Sam, but they're not getting any answers. And that's when Garth calls Dean saying, hey, I'm also calling Sam. No answers. But um, Michael went to uh, back up whatever the situation was. So things are looking bad. Um, and of course, they're like, Michael, there's nobody here. Like, My- Michael's not here. Yeah, there's nobody yeah. here for him to back up. And that's when Michael shows up right in the room with Garth. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we need to talk bucko. Um, <laughs> pretty pretty obvious ploy you had there, but um, anyway, just then when they get off the phone, Dark Kaya, excuse me, Darth Kaya shows up. Um, she's whipping that spear around like you wouldn't believe. Um, Dean tries to tell her, "Hey, we didn't come to a fight. We we just we want the spear. We're asking you for it. Um, like we, we you know we really need it, but instead, and she doesn't want to give it up, of course." But instead of Dean being like, can you please come with us? Can you help us fight? Or like, whatever. He's just like, then kill me. (laughs) Just kill me. (laughs) It's like, okay, Dean, relax. Pump the brakes. But he gives an impassioned spear about how the spear, or (laughs) an impassioned impassioned speech Mm -hmm. about how the spear is the only thing that can stop Michael. And by stopping Michael, they could save thousands of lives. Um, She starts to relent a little bit here and finally says, okay. I will give you the spear, but in exchange, you got to do something for me. You have to get me away back home. You have to open up a portal because I came here because I was trying to escape from the monsters on that side, but I realized it's actually just way worse over here, and I'm supposed to have health insurance. Also, on top of all yeah, of yeah, that, but, that's bullshit. say what you want about apocalypse world, but I could, you know, I could go get checked out for free. I could go to a doctor. <laughs> um, so she's saying, "I want your, I want your nephilim to open up." the gate for me and let me go back i want to go home uh dean immediately lies and is like yeah no problem yep. yeah no sweat we'll do that we'll do that for you um and she's like how do i know i can trust you Cass says well you don't that, you, you don't know that you don't absolutely know that don't. the truth yeah uh good di- good swerve on that one Cass. Mm-hmm. Nice um, work. but 
you two are hiding something. So um, let's just do this. Let's just do this. We have people to save. Let's do the thing. So a couple of things. And she gives him the spirit. A couple of things around this. Uh, I thought it was interesting that um, Dean went in kind of passive um, mm-hmm. and just had the conversation as opposed to uh, threatening her or anything, uh, especially with their past history. They even show it on the road so far in this episode where he threatens her at gunpoint uh, when they're trying to track down uh, a way to get into the other world. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought the, you know, either you're going to give it to me or you're going to have to kill me thing was, was a little much. And kind of in combination of that, I don't understand. Like, we've seen Darth Kaya use the spear. Doesn't she seem like the best person that should use the spear? <laughs> we see Dean try to use it later, and it's like, he clearly... Yeah, you know, like... We, let's get somebody, like, who's specced for this. <laughs> like, like, she's got all like, the Dean's stats. Dean's great with guns, <laughs> knives. Like, he's got, he's got stat points all over the place. He's a very versatile character. Yeah. But Kaya just feels like she's put all her points into spear-wielding and front Yes. And just... Just a huge, just a huge help in this fight, if you ask and, me. And and light, comma space, dope armor. Like that's her. That's that's yes. how she spec. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Hoods of protection. I just, I really, I was really frustrated by this because, a, I, I, I like the character uh, a lot, and I think that they, they've built up a motivation of, for her to want to get revenge on Michael. And mm-hmm. out of anybody, she's the closest one that's actually wounded Michael at this point. This going to change later in this episode, but like also like there's your sneak attack, right? Like there's there's the thing that could be your sneak attack when you go in fully armed or whatever. Uh, And I was I don't know if it's because they wanted to have that scene towards the end where the four boys are like all walking in with each other or what have you, but Uh um, this was this was kind of weird. This for them not to even mention it. Like what is what is Kaya doing? <laughs> during this, uh, like, and there is, just like, she's just she's just running away from werewolves. Like that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just seems like getting the impala. You're probably honestly you're probably safer because now you don't have the spear. I was also expecting Dean to be like, okay, well, I'll give you like a gun. Do you want a gun? Yeah, <laughs> like just to protect yourself because that was all you had was this magic spear. Um, I don't know. I just think that you need you need a guy with a pole arm in the squad, right? Yeah. Um, and and none of them respect for it, and it just. It, Jokes aside, it would have, it, to me, it makes totally way more sense to have Kaya come along. I guess getting her to fight Michael might be a tough sell because she really doesn't like the guy and wants to stay away from him. But it's also, like you said, she she wounded him before. She beat his ass. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, again, this, this, this is very much the Team Free Will organization right now. So mm-hmm. I can understand mm-hmm. them not wanting a quote-unquote villain along for the ride. Uh, from the writer's point of view, I just, again, like, in a couple of minutes, we're going to see... Dean try to use the spear just on his own and drop it and then a few minutes after that we're going to see him try to use the spear against Michael and he just knocks it out of Dean's hand so uh what really happens in the episode is that uh Dean's phone rings and it's Sam who says this was all a setup they've got Jack we got to go get him Castiel specifically says hey do not go in on your own um and mm-hmm. Sam says, of course not. I would never do that. Why, whatever gave you the impression that my, me, me, Sam Winchester, would go into this dangerous situation on my own. I was expecting because Castiel said it for there to be some ramifications. Yeah, um, something. Some consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. Nope, not at <laughs> no, all. No, for once, no. <laughs> it's very funny to uh, me. But okay, so <laughs> we see Jack being brought before Michael, um, who is now saying, Michael is now saying, uh, that he doesn't care about Jack. He's not afraid of Jack anymore because Jack is powerless. Um, but over time, 
Jack is going to get his powers back. And over time, Jack is going to lose his affection for, for Sam Dean and Cass um, because Jack will live for uh, essentially, I guess, forever. We hope. Fingers crossed. He'll live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just a, enough time spent with Michael, he's going to just grow and evolve and develop into the weapon I think that Michael wants um jack to be and also um, like so might as well just take him in now the more power that he accrues and the more that he is in the world the longer that he's in the world uh the closer they will become as quote-unquote kin because uh michael says that they're related and jack rejects that saying no we're not like my uncle is in the fucking cage right now like he doesn't have anything to do with you and he's like well yeah you're, you're right but like i'm not necessarily talking about that i'm talking about power um which is an interesting way to look at like Ken, um, I guess, yeah. um, especially in the context of the show, which we've never really seen before. <laughs> yeah. So, I I like this. A, I guess. Was that, was that a big sneeze? Sorry. No, that was just a look off. Apologies. Because <laughs> oh. I just thought you were a scream sneezer, and that didn't seem. No, like no, that was just a tiny Sorry. look off. Now I have to cut <laughs> all of this Apologies. out. So. Um. <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, Jack says, "Hey, you know." Sam, Dean, and Cassia will come come for me, and Michael smiles and then leaves because that's exactly what Michael wants them to do. Uh, mm-hmm. We see the cold open werewolf coming out with uh, Werebro, uh, and Werebro salutes him as he runs off to join the Christmas mass so to wait for Michael's signal. And then uh, the cold open werewolf sees Sam's car and is like, walks over to look at it, and then surprise, single brother bluff, Sam Winchester cuts his head off. Yep. Mm-hmm. he's there cuts that motherfucker's head off um and then we see sam in the elevator the elevator opens um the other like the ringleader like the second in command to michael is there boom head cut off sam cuts cuts her head off um bro you weren't supposed to go in alone but that's two for two you're doing pretty good so far dude this guy is really good against werewolves you know what i'm saying like he has yeah. he has a strong I, just, I do feel like that's his thing that's, like, he is killing werewolves is like his thing. he is specked against werewolves heavily um i think like dean has has the upper hand on vampires except for the time he was turned into one um and and sam ever ever since he 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 bed bedded one he's he's been really effective against werewolves yeah um he gained a passive skill from that. Um, unfortunately, he had to kill her after, uh, but he got a crit. He was really good at it. Anyway, he gets in and he finds Jack and he saves Jack and they get out. Yeah, they they leave. Uh, they, there's a moment of, of stress when they they hear footsteps approaching the office where Jack is. Turns out it's just Garth. So they jump in the elevator, uh, ride the elevator all the way back down to the parking garage um, uh, where they stumble out. And uh, immediately Garth starts coughing and start, you can tell something's wrong. Something weird is going on. When he turns around, he goes full wolf guy. Uh Uh-oh. he's Michael has some sort of control over him. And uh he knocks Jack to the side. He kind of says, like, between full teeth, when did those supernatural werewolf teeth get so bad? Is it, was it always they this bad? Really mouthy, man. And I just I don't remember it being that bad. Just a whole lot of mouth. A whole lot of mouth on those teeth, you know what I'm saying? A lot of mouth. Um, it's it's just really weird. But he says, I'm sorry. He starts attacking Sam. Uh, there's some back and forth. Jack gets involved in the fight, which is always fun. And then... <laughs> and then Sam just sleeps him. Sam just, just puts him to him. sleep, which doesn't seem like you should be able to do to a super monster. You shouldn't be able to... I mean, I know he's specced, again, he's specced for werewolves. Specked for werewolves. He he's got high-level skills. And... Yeah, Dean yeah. couldn't put a werewolf to sleep, is what you're telling me right now. Yeah, and Jack's looking at him like, what? And Sam's like, oh, I watched UFC this weekend. <laughs> this is easy. So, uh, yeah, I just I watched it, and I did it. They just tie him up, put him in the Apollo. Dean and Castiel are there. Uh, never heard from again. Ne- we're never, ever. This is how Garth goes out, right? Like, this is it. Yep. 
this yep, is how it happens. He's forgotten in the trunk of the Impala. Um, Sam tells Dean. Dean had the keys. Dean had the keys. Dean so had the keys. he's taken over, no one can get the Impala's trunk open. You know he's not going to let, um, uh, shit. Like, he's not going to let Castiel have those keys, right? Mm-mm. Like, do you remember what happened the last night, the last time that Dean gave Castiel the keys? Castiel drove off in the Apollo with Kelly Klein so that Kelly could have baby Jack. Yeah. Like, that's the, yeah. literally the last, like, it's not going to no, happen again. Can't be trusted anymore. Yeah. Um, so they, uh,. <laughs> so fucking funny that he's just gonna be trapped in the Apollo for the rest of his life <laughs> for the rest of his like long supernaturally extended life yes yes um sam says you know hey i think michael could see through garth um he knows we're coming sam called a bunch of the hunters to come to the city to help them out uh castiel heals jack this is where dean does his little spiritually thing and it doesn't he's not he doesn't have the specifications for that i yeah he he told totally, me i did like this and i like dean's attitude here of like they know we're coming we're outmatched. These, this is definitely a trap. Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's just fucking do it. I like this attitude a lot. I think this is very, very funny. Like, it just seems like home. Like, let's get it, boys. Yep. Yep. This is very funny to me. Um, and they march in while the, like that horrible Christmas song plays that I mm-hmm. just could not. I can't with this. But I thought that this, for some reason, I, I guess I just misread how much time was left or something. I thought this was the end of the episode right Me too. here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I going to have to watch the next episode? <laughs> They're just going to end on the slow-mo movie because I'm like, they got the spear. They got to win, right? Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to be the, I thought there was kind of going to be a, um, uh, like a big cliffhanger, but I thought this was going to be it. Like I thought they were going to be marching in and then it, like, we're going to have the big fight a little bit later. Uh, but no, instead uh, we'd switch over to Michael who was roaming around the room uh, and just kind of being impatient in general, just waiting for uh, them to show up when he feels Castiel. Um, and, you know, the boys are good at this, <laughs> Chris. Mm-hmm. D- do you think mm-hmm. this was a good Winchester plan? <laughs> I don't know. It just used it, They used Cass's cast uh, bait, which seems a little mean. <laughs> but they didn't... I mean, like, they got... This just doesn't seem like a good plan. It could have been been better executed. Um, I mean, I I guess the idea was to get Michael out of the room so that Sam and Jack could post up on one side, Dean could post up on the other, giving Dean the the back shot um, so he could go for the the, the critical hit, the backstab, uh, which is what happens, except he botches the the backstab. It just feels like the second that Sam and and Jack stepped forward, Dean should have been right there, right behind, because there's a one-second difference in attack time. Then we're good because Michael is pushing Sam and Jack uh, with force powers against the wall. Mm-hmm. And in that mm-hmm. one moment, that's when you strike and not the wait for them to hit the wall, wait for Michael to like step forward a little bit. Then you spring out like, no, you just do it immediately. You can do it right then and there. You take care of it. But then that wouldn't be a very exciting midseason finale. It wouldn't be. Uh, and also, like, again, I will just say this out loud that if Darth Kaya was here. This would have been sneaking up on on Michael, yeah. no problem. Yeah. No, we stress. saw how stealthy she was earlier. Yeah, Dean looks down at his phone. He looks back up. She's gone. I just, I yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter what Missed what action, opportunity. It doesn't doesn't matter, Chris. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, um instead, yeah, okay. we get what happens. Dean tries to rush over, can't sneak up in time. Uh, Michael beats him up. Michael uh, knocks a spear out of his hand. He grabs Dean by the neck uh, and says, all of this that I'm doing is your fault because you let me in. It's your mistake that's causing all of this death and all of this pain and all of this terror. And then throws him on the floor. Uh, Sam grabs the spear, very much reminiscent of the season 13 finale, tosses it Mm -hmm. towards Dean. Dean grabs it and is able to score uh, a slash on Michael's arm. But it's not enough. 
um, does not kill Michael. Dean manages to back Michael up against the window, but as he's about to hit the killing blow, he starts having these weird visions, which we've seen for the last couple of episodes, or I think just maybe the last episode, maybe just the two. There's been, yeah, I'm not sure, but there's, I mean, there's been some stuff. We've seen yeah. some stuff. Definitely some stuff going on. Uh, he starts having these flashbacks to his time possessed by Michael, uh, and then mm-hmm. the woman that Michael has been possessing this entire time falls to the ground, and uh, Dean doesn't turn his back or with his back still turned on the rest of the team breaks the spear in half and then turns around and reveals that he is now Michael. Michael just manages to go ahead and explain a bunch of stuff that listeners have been wanting to be explained, which is that he intentionally abandoned Dean as a vessel because Dean wouldn't stop struggling. So he waited until Dean was vulnerable enough that he would be able to break him and bury him so that he didn't have to deal with Dean fighting against him the whole time. And he said he is now gone. So saying that Dean is no longer around. Uh, And now he's got an entire city filled with monsters waiting to destroy the entire city. And they've been waiting for one thing. uh, And he says this, and he snaps his fingers and it goes to black. He holds up his fingers. And there is a moment of hesitation where I don't know how many minutes are left in the episode at this point. And I'm thinking... Fuck you, dude. Dean's still there. He's going to stop him from snapping his fingers, isn't he? But then we hear it. He snaps his fingers. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, they lose. They lost. Yep. They had this big plan. Now, there's a part of me that's like, okay, that'll happen way too fast. We just simply just jumped back into it. But there's another part of me that was really excited because they got all these things that they needed, all these weapons. Um, and there keep being, you know, holes in the plan where the, the package got delayed or Catch couldn't bring it. So now they have to go to the uh, pick it up somewhere. And then Michael intercepts all these little things that keep happening um, that just keep making things worse and worse and worse and worse. Now, usually we'll go into a finale or something like that. Everybody's ready. Everybody's juiced up. Um, and then something will go wrong at some point. One bad thing will happen. Somebody will make a deal. And now then we'll kill the bad guy or there'll be a last minute twist. Uh, the season will end and we'll pick it up and kind of deal with it over the next, you know, 15 episodes in the next season. But right here, it just feels like they're doing a very intense, deliberate thing where we've just built them up. And then little by little, we strip away. Like we've got Garth on the inside, but now Garth is against us. We got the spear, but now it's broken. And and Michael got, they just slowly rip away all these things that we think that we have to leave. I guess at this point, Sam, Cass and Jack in a position where you just think, how the hell are they going to get out of this? If, and I hope that they stay grounded with it and that we get some really exciting stuff going forward because I don't want some magic hand-waving stuff that just goes, oh, nope, you got him. He's, Dean's back. Um, because I really like the setup for this. Um, yeah. Again, it was a little fast, but they really just stripped us all down, leaving us thinking there's no way they're going to get out of this. But we know that they will. So that makes they it gotta, exciting. They got to get out of this. They're, they're yeah. the boys. Yeah. They're Team Free Will. They're the Winchesters. They're the boys. They're the boys. Um, I am extremely excited to see how they get out of this. And how they get out of this is going to be really important because like I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, I, I can't see them getting out of this without somehow killing Michael. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this is going to like transition to the rest of the season. Um, I didn't realize this was only a 20 episode season. So like, this is yeah. Yeah. nerve wracking for me who has not started work on the season 15 theme song. So I guess I got to start that <laughs> shit out immediately. <laughs> we got to make some decisions, Chris. That takes a long time to do. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. 
but yeah, this is it's going to be interesting to have this abbreviated season and how all of this stuff is going to play because I'm, you know, how do, how are they going to handle a fucking city full of monsters whose only job is to turn humans into more monsters? Like that's fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This is this is going to pop off. I hope. Hopefully, it's very cool because this is a this is this is a tricky one. You want to just get off this podcast and then go watch it and then come back and talk about it? You want to go do that? Yeah, do that I think, thing. I, I think that's our only option. <laughs> you have any last thoughts, Chris? Good, good episode. Very excited. Um, it's been a long time since I felt like I really wanted to see immediately what happens next on Supernatural. So that's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you to the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. A reminder that you can go to monsteroftheweek.cool, find links to all of our social media, find links to our merch shop. If you want to get some cool clothes or stickers or magnets or whatever you want to do to put on your body. Um, you can go do that at monsterweek.cool. Thank you for the reviews on iTunes and various other podcasting services. Thanks for reaching out, telling us uh, that you like the show or that you're enjoying the show. Thank you to the number of people on TikTok that are sending us supernatural <laughs> TikTok videos, <laughs> which are it's always a good time. Um, I sent Chris some of those. I sent Chris the best ones, uh, but I'm not going to tell you which ones are which because I enjoy all of them. We're, we'll be back next week uh, with... The battle at Hitomi Plaza continues. Okay. Oh shit, it's Chris Mosier. I was about to I was about to treat you to a reading of um, supernatural bone. Um, I think it's all probably for the best that I'm not doing that. Well now you got me now I'm now I've got the FOMO. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Ready? A reading from Supernatural Bone Key. Sam looked at Dean. Dude, the EMF blew out. You think? Dean said, shaking his hand back and forth. Christ, the energy you'd need for that th- that light up. Jesus, I can never read this. You can't ever get through it. It's hilarious. I can never get through it. It's just hard. Christ, the energy energy you'd need for that would light up Chicago. Definitely some meter mojo here, said Dean. David had no idea what these two were talking about, but he needed to get them out of here before Mr. Hemingway showed up. All right, look, I don't know what you two are doing, but turning back to David, Sam said, we need to know about the haunting. When did it start? I, I don't know what. Walking up to him, stared, Sam st- stared down at him with scary, intense eyes. That's it's a scary dash intense. Look, David. Some, wait, what's Sam's sexy voice sound like? Hey. Like when he's talking to, like, um, morning widows. What it it kind of sounds like his voice? girlfriend just died. It's kind of like a... Like a uh, look, uh, David. Uh, 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 <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, no. All right. All right. Enough bone key. Jeremy. Hi. Hey. I just, I just realized I haven't been recording. Um, oh, damn. I can't believe you good. missed my, my very pornographic us. Uh, <laughs> I am so sweaty. And I have been in this room for all of three minutes. So um, oxygen levels are low. But I think that's good. I think I'll get a little lightheaded, and maybe we'll have we'll we'll have some fun. I'll get have loopy. A little exciting time. I um yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this. This is this is good. I mean, you haven't talked in a while. We haven't we haven't spoken yeah, about supernatural yeah. or 
really anything. I don't I don't know if there was some sort True. of coldness there. If you do you have something you need to get off your chest or anything? Is everything Um no, no coldness. In fact it's very sweaty. Um I'm hold on hold on one second, I'm taking my headphones off. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Uh no, no coldness. Um just just sweating. Just sweating. Okay. Well, I mean, if you if you do have something to say to me, Chris, you you know I'm here. I'll listen. It's okay. Yeah. Um no, I don't know. My um my screen time on my phone went up um significantly last week. So I'm trying to should I once again not look at my phone. I feel like I just lose part of myself every time I pick it up, and I never put it down. Um, but I'm not looking at anything. I just leave games open all the time. Uh, and I'm just sucking away my soul instead of doing anything productive. So are you willing to share um, the number sorry. of hours per day that you use your phone? Yeah, it said um last week it said eight hours per day oh, at, wow. of screen time. Okay. Well yours yeah. is worse than mine. I thought mine was bad. So <laughs> No, yeah, it's great. It's because it's because I've been playing a lot of phone games because I'm sitting around, not at work, and when I'm not playing Mass Effect, I'm just like playing games on my phone. Where can you actually and see that as a like a history? Do they? I don't surf- know. It just hits. It hits me with it every Sunday, and then I'm like, Whoa. yeah, that that Sunday thing is just really is really bad. See all activity. Here we go. Um, can I get? Can I see last week? It won't. It won't let me say last week. But um, this is just showing me that I need to not be on TikTok as much as I am because, wow. Okay. This is, this is telling me that, oh my God, I've played phone games for three hours today. Three um, hours? That's a lot. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus Christ. Jess, before she left this morning, said, don't spend all day on your phone. I was like, I won't. I'll of course not, something. babe. And then I played, of course not. Played, played games on my phone for three hours. So, yeah, if I don't respond to texts because I'm playing games on my phone, and I can't respond because I have to close the game out. And fake Grand Order decides it wants to fucking crash every time I tab out of it. I don't even know what that is. What is what is what I'm is that? Every every morning I set my alarm and I play Fire Emblem in the morning on my phone. Okay. I play for like five minutes, five, ten minutes before I get up. Um and every morning I'll wake up before my alarm. You I usually do. Um I'll start playing the game. Foolishly I won't turn my alarm off, and then it will go off and it will crash the game. Um so it's just it's just great. It's just great. Phone games are great, being addicted to them is great. Uh, life is great. I love being addicted to things. I love being addicted to things. It's good. But, um, oh, I, yeah, well, I had thought I was trying to look at my phone less, but this what, is actually a little bit depressing. What do you think is worse, um, cigarettes or phone games? Mm. Phone games don't cost me anything, but I think they do cost people a lot of money. I just happen to not spend money on them. Yeah, if you were um, a whale, this would be a different conversation. So if I was whatever. a whale, this would be probably more damaging to my wallet and my health than cigarettes. Okay. Because um, when I was when I smoked, I didn't smoke a lot. Like I'd have a couple cigarettes a day, tops. Oh, um, Jesus I was a smoker. I, um, I envy you because yeah. unless I, I was unless I was drinking, that was that was the thing. Because I was just it wasn't that I was just a social smoker because I would smoke alone. Um, but that was like ninety percent of it. it was like just being social, hanging out with people. So if I was by myself for a while, I probably wouldn't wouldn't smoke. I um, there was no in, in between ground, or there hasn't been any in between ground. Like I started smoking when I was really young, but by my mid twenties or by my early twenties, really, like I was easy pack a day, and um, every time I go back to it, like there is like I like I I'll even try to convince. Oh, I'm just gonna have a couple or something, but no, it's it's zero to twenty a day, regardless, no matter what. It's There's not no. Good. No, in, no, no, in between, and cigarettes are expensive, dog. They're like eight, nine dollars a pack now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. There, when I quit a couple years ago, now 
they were eleven or twelve dollars a pack here. So wow, okay. Um, that they they really uh, cranked the the taxes up. But hey, it's not it's not um, at least it's not worse than anime gacha games. You know what I mean? It's true. It is it is not worse than that. I uh, did you know that they just I I didn't know this, but apparently everywhere in the country it was um, they moved the smoking and tobacco and like vaping age to twenty one, except for Louisiana, and oh. but when we were still in eighteen. Oh. So we, really? we, 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 we recently went up to 21 and like, I just feel bad for all like, like, because 19 year old Jeremy, right? Like if the same situation would happen, would have been caught the fuck out. I'd been like, how the hell do I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm addicted. Like what I am, do you do? I've been smoking do? for six years. Like what do I, do? Yeah. what, what do I have to do now? <sighs> that would be bad. That would be super bad. Mm. I, yeah. I can't even think. I mean, I was really broke in college. Sometimes my friends would um have to like buy them for me, which was weird. Cause I went to this like preppy school and like no one else smoked <laughs> and um i mean that wasn't entirely true but none of my friends did um and not only did they have to put in one of those like sm- like ashtray things out- outside of one of the buildings for me because they're like you're disgusting stop littering wow um, and i was disgusting and and i was littering uh <laughs> but i was like 20 you know what, what do you know you don't know anything um, at 20 but th- but everybody will be like chris you're acting like you're acting like a huge bitch we're just gonna buy you cigarettes because you're clearly having an issue um I don't think it was always the I don't think it was always the cigarettes. I don't think it was always the craving. But, you know, here we are now. You live and you learn. You, you do. Know? We you... all just got to be better people. We have more complex addictions now. <laughs> it it's is true. what it is. I um I'm glad I've never gotten addicted to phone games. I've never I don't know that I've put any money into really any kind of phone game before. Like I don't the, the idea of it just completely boggles my mind and i've put money into like video game video games but i've never hit the button on an iphone before i don't know what's different why i think it's different at all or better but yeah it's because it's you're you're not it's like okay i'm gonna buy this weapon or i'm gonna buy this character or whatever like that's just like normal dlc for a video game but with these phone games it's i'm going to buy the chance to possibly win this character um but nothing's ever guaranteed and that's why it's such a slippery slope and that's, I don't know, addicted, I guess addicted is the right word for it, because I will check them every day, especially Fire Emblem, I have checked every single day since the day it released, I don't think I've ever missed a day, but it's like, a lot of that is me opening the app, getting the daily reward, like pressing okay, and then closing the app, and I don't actually do anything. Um, but it's still, I mean, I still, I think that counts as an addiction still, because I am compulsively checking it every single day. Um, and I play the game constantly. Whenever there's a good fun event going on, I'll play it a lot. And because I don't spend money, that's when I find myself putting in way too much time. Like I'm doing right now in this other game. I put in three hours today or whatever it was because there's a big event going on and I want to get the rewards for it, but I don't want to have to pay any real money. <laughs> so I'm just sitting around when I could have been doing something valuable with my time uh, and just playing this game. Like when earlier when we talked, um, I watched the episode and you're like, okay, I'm going to watch it in a little while, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll make some lunch and uh, maybe I'll throw on Final Fantasy, play that for a little while or, or, you know, put a show on Netflix or whatever. But no, I sat in the dark with the AC on and I played this game on my phone. I did make salad, though. I had a salad for lunch. Ooh. We, uh, we grilled a bunch of um, Greek food yesterday, so I had leftover Greek food. Nice. Nice. Um, a lot of sushi yesterday. I'm waiting for that to come back to haunt me. It always does in some, in some way. But um, do you, you have a fun Father's Day? Uh, I, I mean, we grilled food yeah we hung out outside for a little while um okay well i heard you say mass effect so yeah yeah i was just i was just i just remembered that uh because you talked about like the difference in video game dlc versus phone game dlc uh being like the chance to get something and and remembering that i actually put money into the mass effect 3 multiplayer 
loot boxes. Oh yeah. And also Overwatch loot boxes. I that's a that's a bad thing. Oh. <laughs> I need to I, maybe there's a reason I don't play those video games anymore, you know? I think yeah. Yeah, I think you know, it's probably for the best to to avoid those things. It's it's pretty pretty malicious. Um even towards the end, I don't know how bad War of Warcraft is. I think towards the end when I stopped playing, it was starting to get like that and that was in like 2009 or 2010. And it feels like that shit really snowballed, like the loot boxes and all that stuff. Now, I have no idea how bad it is now, because for one, I don't play any of those games. Two, I don't listen to a lot of video game podcasts anymore, which is where that information used to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, or three, I don't know if it's just because people have now just gotten so used to microtransactions and all that shit that nobody talks about it anymore or nobody yeah. cares anymore. Or I don't know. I don't know. I, I might just be unplugged from it. Um, but it seems like it got really, really bad for a couple of years there. I'm uh I yeah I that's that's a really good point. I don't listen to video game podcasts anymore, so I don't know what the bad video games are. Should we get back into it? <laughs> no, no I don't. I, again? I don't think so. I think this is a good place for us to be. Not listening. Yeah. Like I used to listen to the Giant Bomb, and like no no offense to those guys or anything. They all seem like you know good dudes or whatever. But like the idea of listening to a three hour podcast, which is four dudes talking about the games that they played and maybe like one big topic or something. And just listening to one guy rant about a video game that I don't have, don't have any interest mm-hmm. in, will never buy, will never play for like an hour of my time. And granted, like mm-hmm. all of my podcast experiences are, are in a car where I can't really do anything else. So it's not like yeah. it was the choice between listening to Brad Shoemaker talk about Destiny or, you know, read War and Peace. But I, I could have been listening to War and Peace. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I could, I could be doing anything mm-hmm. else. He could have been. That's why I listen to a lot of audiobooks now. Yeah. I think it's different. It's, if it's like one of our friends doing a video game podcast, that's one thing. You know, we did that for so long. We all were doing them because mm-hmm. it's like you're just listening to your buddies, you know, and that's you're, you're laughing along, whatever. Um, or game club stuff. Like, obviously, you know, uh, watch out for Fireballs and there's a couple other different shows. Kane and Rince, I like them. Mm-hmm. Where you can specifically choose to listen to it if it's about a game you care about. Yes. Or something that you're interested in. But the general discussion of video game podcasts can sometimes be a huge drag yes especially when it's a three-hour uh waypoint podcast where it's like you guys are brilliant you all make great points but you've been talking about destiny or whatever for three hours so i'm checking out oh man uh i you know they had open mike eagle on waypoint and i was just i waited yeah. i just waited for him and patrick to talk about don't give up skeleton and it never happened so fuck waypoint forever never happened. <laughs> wow 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 no, I'm kidding. That was their opportunity. <clears throat> they wasted to spread it. some love. No, I like all those people, but I just, you know, you got to be really in the right mood for it. It's a lot. They they go in depth on a lot of things that I don't need to go in depth on. And it's your analogy about mm-hmm. like Waff or Cannon Rents. It's the same exact thing of like, I mean, I've told Gary before of like, yeah, I'm not listening to the to you guys talk about that. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that game a lot. I don't really need you to tell me that you don't, except in this conversation, I don't need to listen to that for like two hours. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need the breakdown. So my favorite episodes of that, it's like where games that I like or like have a passing interest in less than the ones that I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't listen to anybody talk about Final Fantasy VIII because I know that they hate it. Because yeah. everybody hates that game. <laughs> That's just like, it's a given. I just assume that they hate it going in. And I can't listen to it. I'm too sensitive. Um, but if it's a game, like, you know, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember playing that a while ago. You know, that was, was kind of cool. And then I can hear somebody rip it apart and go like, oh, yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Absolutely. Same way. <laughs> same, same, same. For my opinion <laughs> for me, please. It happens. Sometimes you just got to, you know... Sometimes you just really want to listen to some dogpiling. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. But or something like Dark Souls where I really, really like it, but I feel like even to this day I have no fucking clue of what I'm doing ever. I'm just like, yeah, no, I just, you know, I beat it. <laughs> that's just, that's all I know. I like it, but I don't know what I'm doing or what's going on. Um, meanwhile meanwhile our friend Pat is in my DMs this weekend saying um that he is just randomly started a broken sword run and he's like in, in a day and a half he was like three quarters of the way through the game of using nothing but a broken sword it's fucking ridiculous oh I don't know if you could hear that horse noise I just made but I didn't I hope, I I hope it comes up on your mic I had just taken a really big sip of water when you said that I don't know why the broken sword run made me laugh so hard it was just like no of course he's doing of that. course he's doing that you fucking crazy person Oh, uh, I, I I don't think I um could listen to anybody talk about Dark Souls basically ever again. Like especially seriously. Like uh, just the idea of like you know, every like I feel like six months somebody on Forbes writes an article about how they found yeah. Dark Souls <laughs> and is and it says all of the same things that people have been saying for the last decade about the game. Um, which is you know it was really hard at first and then I overcame it and then I just I, I, there was more every time I got, dug through every surface and I could talk to my friends and th- I get idea da, 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 and I'm like uh, dude like I, yeah, everybody yeah. has had this well, experience it, like I, I get it. You specifically talked to like 300 people who had that. Same I, I do have a little bit of a. You're right. I do have a little <laughs> bit of a. I could probably not. Yeah, I forgot about the whole you know podcast been, that I did. Yeah. Something I've been noticing recently is like there's there's the type of gamer who's really into video games but is like no fuck Dark Souls, fuck games like that. They're just pointlessly brutal. Those people are just never going to learn. They think that the Dark Souls fandom is just fandom god. Uh player base is just people who say get good. They think that's the beginning and end of everything. Mm-hmm. Um so they're never going to be into it. And then there's the people who know that they don't like them. Um but they want to think that they're cool. The games they want to think that the games are cool. Um, so they'll be like, hey, gamers, if you need recommendations, oh, you could try Bloodborne, but just be prepared. You might get a stinky butt butt and die a lot. Boop, boop. Um, those people, <laughs> for some reason, make me more mad than anybody else. I feel like that's a, <laughs> that's, like, you just up, described YouTube, up. period. Like, that's just <laughs> yes, all of yes, YouTube. Yes. Like, oh, I want to know, I want to sound like I, I know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, those are pretty hard. Just, just don't fucking talk about it, bro. Just say, yeah, not for me. It looks cool, not for me. That's it. It's all you guys say, bro. Not. Jesus Christ. I, apparently I'm mad about that because I, I do. I will occasionally, especially working from home or whatever, when I, I want stuff just on in the background that I don't have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I'll put on random like retrospectives of games that I'm never going to play again. Like Fable. I watched one on Fable a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I was like, I really liked Fable when I was in middle school. Like, those games were a lot of fun. Uh, and then in high school, whatever, when the other ones came out. Um, but I don't think that it would be fun to go back and play it. <laughs> but it's fun to just hear somebody like, show some gameplay and talk about it. But then I watch a couple of those things and then suddenly all this just insipid nonsense comes into my YouTube feed. (laughs) Or I'll watch, like, this hasn't happened in a while. I had to stop. I'll watch one, like, Supernatural gag reel or something or mm-hmm. i'll watch one of our fucking videos yeah yep, i was about suddenly, to say mm-hmm. it's like 18 reasons why dean should have blah 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 in the finale i'm like dude what i didn't I, I didn't want to know any of that oh man right now my recommendation page on youtube is um synthesizers uh Whoa. final cut pro tips and tricks uh because when i was making nice, the nice. careless hunters video that's all i was google searching um and then uh, Taskmaster clips. 
Those are the three things that are my my entire YouTube is just completely dominated by right now. And I, because all I do is watch like Mario videos on YouTube. That's it. That's basically uh-huh. all. I watch uh-huh. Mario uh-huh. videos and like game trailers. That's it. I never watch anything else, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, except when like we're sitting there and Autumn's like, "Is there a you know an outtake thing for season eleven of Taskmaster?" And I'm like, "You bet your fucking ass there is." <laughs> Let's go look at it right now. Uh, so it just picks this stuff up for me. I guess I don't know. YouTube is so fucking weird though. Like it's just a bizarre. YouTube's incredibly weird. I found I found a pretty actually like a good a good gold mine that I'm kind of wanting it to go away now. But um it's a Mass Effect videos cuz there's been a very robust Mass Effect community for the last 10 years who never stopped being into the game and making videos about the game. Um and I completely tuned all that stuff out. I didn't even start looking at YouTube for stuff like that until a couple of years ago anyway. So um I I would watch a video that was like 10 things you might not know about Final Fantasy 7 and I'll watch it and every single time no matter what it is I'm like I don't know why I put this on. First of all, I'm not interested. Second of all, I know all this. Every time I know all of it. Every single time um, you same, just like, know all of it. Yeah. It's the, oh. <laughs> it's the same like hearsay urban legends that like people just make up. I'm like, that's not even true. Um, but now people will be like, hey, 10 things that you didn't know about Mass Effect. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna click on this. I don't know why. I have brain rot, so I'm just gonna click on this. Um, and a lot of times it's like, hey, yeah, if you do this, if you didn't recruit Garrus in the first game and uh, this character dies and then blah blah blah, like this this scenario will happen. That I've actually found incredibly interesting. It's like, oh, all these different ways that the game um, will account for your decisions. It feels like Mass Effect 3 in particular feels like it was a letdown because we all just sort of like made the same like quote unquote good decisions. Like we all like everybody survives the suicide mission. Yep. Like we, we do everything so that everything is right and good and then you're very powerful and strong. Uh, but there's so many ways to to get different results throughout it. So watching those videos of people showing different very rare examples of character combinations or whatever it is um that stuff was interesting but now that my youtube feed is like you know 50 percent that stuff i need need, need it to go away a little bit you need to have it chill out steam on that. <clears throat> yeah i just need something i just need a little bit of chill out for this <clears throat> had i finished mass effect 3 last time we talked yes you had finished it and then i think you were talking okay. about doing the uh collection trophies at that point yeah i haven't i haven't started that yet i did start andromeda um, and I'm, I just stopped at the same point that I stopped the first time where you get to like the first like big hub area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the frostbite engine is just so unbelievably hideous. It's really difficult. It's really, to just, like, yeah. Yeah. It's really gross looking. It's unfortunate. Um, and I can't blame them. You know, I know there's a lot of vitriol towards Bioware and with Anthem and all that. And, um, I just can't blame them. Cause I know that that, that game engine sucks really really bad and it shows it just shows it's just so ugly dragon age inquisition has the same goddamn issue it's so unbelievably hideous so i started playing ff7 again which is very pretty but everybody makes a lot of noise all the time and that's been that's been a lot to kind of step back into mass effect i just feel like everyone's very stoic when they're speaking that's when they're making noise um meanwhile cloud and tifa will like get on a train and be like <laughs> and I'm like, if somebody overhears this, they're gonna think I'm watching porn. They're just watching porn, <laughs> sir. That's all that is. <laughs> Cloud, what's wrong? She asked you if you wanted dinner, and you went. <clears throat> I'm like, no, just answer her. Don't stop making noise. And you know, you compare uh, compare the Frostbite engine to the RE engine that Capcom has built oh for like God. RE2, RE, oh RE3 remakes. I started playing RE7 this weekend, um, which I know you and I had talked about streaming, but. I was just like, I just want to play a video game. Like, what is a video Sometimes game? Sometimes you just want a game. And dude, I, I don't, 
I, I, it was broad ass daylight. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm playing Resident Evil Seven, and I'm like, this is a little too scary. This is a little it's too scary. Sc- this is a little too <laughs> scary, scary for me. I don't, I don't know that I can. I got and like, dude, they just beat the shit out of Ethan in the beginning of that game. Like, they cut his hand off and mm-hmm. do all kinds of bad stuff. Like, I don't feel like I'm spoiling RE Seven, especially the first like hour or whatever. No, but no, no. Um, I dude, I just it was it was so much. It was so much. I was like, I got to take a break. I got to go do something else for a little while. I don't remember what I did. Game, I went and did something. I, I went and did something completely different that wasn't that. So, I seven is like almost too much after a certain point, and I'm sure you can get used to it. But I was on my second playthrough of that game, and I was like, man, I got to take a break. Like I just can't do it. I had, I had kind of marathoned through it over the course of a couple of days. And it was exhausting because there's so much dread. It's so spooky all the time. I know. Whereas dude. eight, I feel like you get you get to a certain point in eight where you're like, all right, I got this. Plus, like the spookiest, most dread filled part of eight is when the big tall lady's chasing after you, and you're like, well, I'm okay. I can deal with it. I can deal with that. <laughs> it's not some crazy man with his shirt off trying to you know slap my butt cheeks or whatever. Um, so you know, it's okay. Eight's a lot more palatable. It's a lot f- more fun. You want to talk about Supernatural? We've been talking about video games for like Let's do it. 45 Let's minutes. Do it. Jeremy, I'm recording this podcast in my underwear. Uh-oh. Do I need to get and, my and underwear too? nothing do you? but. Do you want to make, is it time to turn on it the video is, camera finally? It's just unbelievably hot in here. So I said, you know what? I'm not ruining these clothes. I'm just, I'm just taking them off. I'm in my own home. I mean, I can do whatever the fuck I want to. I can do whatever I want. Uh, there's nothing like getting naked in your house and just hanging out. Yeah. And this is at the very end of the outtakes, so people won't know about it. Yeah, yeah. Get to the very end. People are going to fast forward through this mostly. So, uh, what did we got a we got a message? Um, it was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I I, I don't even. <laughs> We're like, I, I, I'm not right, even no taken. Hold on, I want to I want to go actually find this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. And, I, and, and if you're still listening, No Name, who is what you uh, listed yourself as, I'm assuming No Name, the rapper, by the way, is what, who's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, uh, if you're listening, I, please, I don't mean any offense by this. I just thought this was a really funny comment. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah, want to yeah, read yeah. the whole thing because I don't want to wait. Uh, but, but No Name says, uh, regarding episode 37, I don't usually give feedback to podcasts because I'm so far behind. I don't know if you've changed your mind or your setup or what's going on. But here goes anyway. I was going to suggest you cut out your outtakes at the end of the episode (laughs) and release them as Patreon exclusives, which Chris, we did, by the way, like I had, we had that whole mechanism set up and nobody, nobody really bit on that. That was, that was not a thing that anybody wanted. This is Um, just extra crap for you to skip through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My motive for suggesting this is I don't find them interesting. But also the people who care about them are probably also interested in being patrons and getting extra content for it. No name. You were right. Except you were fundamentally wrong. Like that people just listen to this anyway. It's amazing. Um, But then on the episode, I find out, but then on this episode, I found out this is where you hide your Destiel content. I've been listening to this. I've been listening to this podcast to find out what male fans who don't see Destiel are seeing instead. And it turns out you do see it. You just don't talk about it. Mystery solved. <laughs> well, we will eventually. Um, we've uh, got some really, really good bits that I'm very proud of. We've played some like games and stuff throughout mm-hmm. the years in the outtakes. It's not always just gamer chat. I mean, it's mostly that. It's a lot of gamer sometimes chat. Sometimes it's some really, really good bits, okay? There's some, uh, all of the werewolf stuff was in there when I made that whole werewolf song for you. Uh, there's, yeah. there's been, there's, there was the uh, Nutting Blood song where you T-painted out that one time that I put in there. 
There's some there's some really funny stuff in there. You just have to wait through like me and you talking about Shadow of the Colossus for three weeks to get it done. And but hey, if you like video games, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you like video games, it's gonna work out really good. I just th- thought it was been it's been weird uh, with the Destiel stuff because like it's something that we obviously talk about a whole lot, but like neither one of us are. Like I don't think you and I are reading fan fiction or anything, right? Like we're not, we're not into the ship to that degree, and but like I still make videos, right? Like we we still write mm-hmm. songs, and I'm making videos about this stuff and like show it on the screen. So just to hit me hit with like you guys don't talk about Destiel, it was hilarious to me over the weekend. So, yep. 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 thank you, no name, for that one. I appreciate all it. of our negative feedback. Always sometimes like somehow makes me laugh. Um. The first time I ever got on Twitch was with Chomp Chain, and somebody just came in and was incredibly insulting, and I took it very personally, and I felt mm-hmm. really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just you know just a random internet troll, but I took it to heart. So I thought that whenever somebody said something mean about Monster of the Week, I would get really mad. Um, but I mostly just laugh. I'm just like, I don't, it'll irritate me a little bit, but then I'm just like, I don't know what, something about it, and maybe it's just because I just feel like it's the two of us. Like I, it's 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 powerful. You know, it's more than just me um so it just makes me laugh and i just i don't care i don't care it doesn't bother me i don't care say whatever you want i think um also like the 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 negative feedback we've gotten is stuff that like we can't really change um like the thing the stuff that sticks out to me is stuff like the the lady who wrote in um that we i guess i guess the complaint was that we weren't like fangirling over uh sam enough and literally told me to ask my wife about how she felt about jared padalecki which like oh, yeah. ask, my, ask, <laughs> ask my ask your wife was which became a meme for a while uh in the monster of the week discord the whole thing i think everybody sort of thinks we're like the destiel guys now but i just always felt like we were like i was trying to make you like a sam guy yeah like, i was trying to make this the <laughs> sam winchester podcast and it somehow went in a completely different direction um there was also the woman that wrote in that said um that described herself as a witch and said i can help you with the lore that's what's still one of my favorite sentences oh, of all times uh, I'm, a, I'm a witch we should have taken her up lore. on that i think that, that we did that was still a missed opportunity we a hundred percent i emailed her back and was like please do i would like to have this please oh. <laughs> so i was i was very nice about it i don't even know if it's negative or not if that was like could be counted as negative feedback or not i just i really oh, liked yeah. it um mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be really funny uh, but like a lot of this stuff is just like you know I don't agree that this, this, or that happened, um, or that with your opinion about something. And I'm like, that's totally yeah, and fine. I don't take, I don't take that as criticism. I just yeah. take that as like rebuttal. And anything Usually like just people are like, yo, you suck. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we don't even really get that to be honest with you. Like I, we haven't gotten a, yo, you suck in quite some time. In fact, the only negative review we have for iTunes is, um, this is a little bit maybe behind the scenes, but we had to ban a guy from the discord and then like, 45 minutes later we got a negative review calling the discord clickish yeah. and i'm like mm, yeah. you were equating all germans with nazis my good man and when i told you to stop you doubled down like that's what you did so i banned you and now you're mad anyway we should talk about supernatural because this is yeah, this it. isn't going anywhere aren't we already no we haven't done anything about supernatural you hear that uh, i did what was that those were my those are my bare thighs Oof. I don't. Which I guess you would. That, I could do that in shorts too. So don't. I'm not naked. All right. I'm not naked. That reminds me of uh, that line from Arrested Development where Tobias talks about uh, a woman's best clattering in the wind. That's what your, that's your thighs sound, sound like the clattering of Chris Moser's thighs. Uh, I know. I, really quick. I've been. I've been watching Community again, and I was obsessed with it in my early twenties. Me and my friends would just drink and watch Community all the time. I don't sure. know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always like, you know, Pierce is my least favorite character. Um, but I just realized there's so many little 
little nuggets of like things that I say all the time that are from community. And a lot of them are things that Pierce says, really? not the like racist stuff. He'll say like, never lock your knees. Lock your, if you lock your knees, you die. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that's just part of my vernacular. I'll just sort of say that or think it. Uh, and then to rewatch the show now and be like, holy shit, all this dumb shit that I say, I did not realize I just took from the show and just entered it into my, into my brain forever. Um, anyway, let's talk about Supernatural. Let's talk about Supernatural. Um, wait, what was that? I'm Jeremy Greer. No, 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 stop it. I'm Chris Mosier. <clears throat> and I'm Castiel. <laughs> Thank you.